Let's get you to the markets and joining us from Devon Funds Management, Greg Smith. Morning, Greg. Good morning, Mike. Now, deal fever in the Aussie healthcare sector. Oh, has it what? Um, so CSL has been the latest one. This is the country's largest biotech across the Tasman. That's made a $16.4 billion bid for the Swiss's, uh, Switzerland's Vipor Pharma. Uh, this is going to give CSL uh, a foothold in the rapidly growing markets for kidney disease and iron deficiency treatments. But to the scale of the deal, it's so substantial. It's the third largest outbound M&A deal for an Aussie company ever. Seventh largest following deal globally this year. And also it's the scale of the capital raise. 6.3 billion placement, 750 million share purchase plan. So that's around 7 billion. So it looks to be the largest capital raising for an Australia, uh, Australian company in corporate history. So even larger what the banks had to do uh, in the wake of the, G- the GFC. So uh, yeah, so it looks like a, a, a mammoth deal. will expand CSL's capabilities in, in a number of products uh, and uh, assets and potential pipeline from 32 to 37%. So continues to, uh, just quickly though, a number of other deals in the space. We've seen Ramsey Healthcare, uh, they've sort of gone back to the future a little bit. They've Picked up a mental health care operator in UK, Elysium, for 775 million sterling. Uh, Ramsey is, uh, is is a healthcare giant as well, but actually started off as a psychiatric hospital back in the 60s. Uh, and we've also seen a bid for another uh, healthcare name, BGH Capital, has lobbed a 607 million Aussie bid for IVF company Virtus Health. So plenty going on in the healthcare sector. What's been the uh, reaction from investors to Air New Zealand's liquidity top-up, Greg? Yeah, look, it's, it's been a fairly cool one. Uh, the shares down 1.6%. I suppose you could say, you know, after being buffeted so heavily by the pandemic, they've, they've held up relatively well this year, down around about 12%. But, uh, yeah, of course, this is, I think, a, a stopgap measure. So the new agreement's going to see uh, the ability to earn up to a billion of or, not, or to take, I suppose, up to a billion of non-voting redeemable shares while reducing that uh, debt facility from 1.5 to 1 billion. Uh, so the overall support, I suppose, is a top of around about 500 million. So I think, you know, what it does, see there's been talk of a capital raise. They're still saying, the airline's still saying that could potentially happen in the first quarter. Uh, look, I think that might be a bit of a stretch. The reason it's postponing the raise is because of all the uncertainty around. Obviously, we've got Omicron on the scene as well. We're already looking at quite a phased, minimalistic uh, reopening of international routes next, early next year. So you know, are they going to be open fully? I think the airline would probably want to have that um, that, that be the situation before it sort of goes to the market with an equity raise, which obviously the government will support, and then it'll be able to repay you know, whatever it is owed. So I think it just you know, it, it increases financial flexibility. It's, it's probably actually quite a good move. You know, the market reaction was relatively cool. But um, yeah, obviously there's a, there's a lot of uncertainty abounding, but it, it makes sense in a lot of ways, I think. Indeed. Inflation data still uh, hitting US stocks, Greg? Certainly is. The US market uh, lower again overnight. Backing back from those record levels on Friday, of course, we had that uh, that CPI number, which is pretty hot, but not, not uh, overly hot, should I say, but producer price index overnight, so more... Inflation data, increase of 9.6% year-on-year in November. That's the fastest pace on record and was actually above the 9.2% expected. So the uh, the Fed are meeting currently, we're expecting to hear from them. Are they going to continue to play it softly in terms of uh, reducing bond buying and 
interest rate hikes, which are probably not going to be till the middle of next year, or are they going to do something a little bit different? Obviously, we've got Omicron on the scene, so I imagine that will be a factor. Tech shares are the weakest, including Tesla. They're down uh, nearly 3%. Elon Musk announced he's sold another $906 million worth of shares. She's actually down 20% since he started uh, post that Twitter poll and started selling shares, still up over 50% over the past year. Uh, and Ford also down 4%. Twitter said they're going to be investing in battery-powered vehicles. Just on the subject of transport quickly as well, shares of Uber going the other way. Uh, COC, they've had their best week ever and almost back at pre-pandemic levels around about 99%. Uh, and also, actually on the subjects of buoyancy, OPEC have come out and they expect oil demand to hold together, uh, to hold together better than expected next year. So that was a bit of positive news as well. All right, some numbers. Yes, the Dow currently down 157 points. Sir Mike, 35,493. S&P down 1.1%. NASDAQ down 1.9%. So tech stocks weaker, 15,173. FTSE down 0.18%. And Nikkei in Japan down 0.7%. The Aussie market was actually flat yesterday, 7378. Oil down 2% despite that announcement from the OPEC. So just under $70 a barrel there. Gold down $15.1773 an ounce. Currency market, Kiwi against the US dollar down slightly, 67 spot 47. Up against the Aussie, 94.97. Down against the Sterling, 51.01. Flat against Euro, 59.86. Flat against the N, 76.69. And NZ50 uh, was down half percent yesterday, 12.929. Fantastic. Thank you, Greg. Greg Smith from devonfunds.co.nz.